This week's parsha is parsha Vayigash. The pasuk in the parsha describing when Yosef bid farewell to his brothers as they would head home to go and fetch um, Yaakov Avinu and the rest of the family. It says as follows. Lekulam nasan leish chalifa ismalis ulvinyamin nasan chamesh chalifas. He gave each and every one of the brothers one shirt, and to the binyamin he gave five shirts. He gave five shirts to binyamin, and one shirt to all of the other brothers. And the Gemara. Asks, Efshar Dabrash Nitstar by Eisait Sadik, Yikoshal by, is it possible to imagine that Yasef at Sadik, who was obviously a very smart person, that he would be Nikshal the very same thing that he himself suffered from? Da Omar Rabba Bar Machsia, Marav Chama Bar Guria, Marav. Bishvil Nishkas Shnei Sloyem Milas Shahaisiv Yaakov Liyasiv Mishar Ochiv Niskalgel Hadaber Viyarda Vesenul Mitzrayim. There was a little extra material in the Ksenis Pasim. A lot of times we believe that all the other brothers were like dressed in nothing. You know, just they, they wore basic, you know, clothing. And his father, Yaakov Avino, gave Yasev like this beautiful tunic that was altogether different than the brothers. And that's not true. The Gemara here says that they really all got very nice tunics. They all got very nice clothing from their father. But Yosef Atzadik got a little bit more. He got Shnei Milas. He got a little extra silk in his. And that's what caused this great jealousy, this great envy that the brothers had to Yosef. And now we fast forward many years and Yosef is sitting as viceroy of Mitzrayim and he gives to all of the brothers sitting around the table, he gives one shirt and to Binyamin he gives five shirts right in front of the very same brothers who he knew was envious of him so many years earlier and because of that he had suffered so greatly. He was sold as an Eved and he suffered with Paitifar and he suffered with with in the in the bar and he was doing so many things happened because of that jealousy that was sparked by a little extra material and here Yosef Atzadik himself is doing the same exact thing all over again history is repeating itself he's giving Binyamin his brother his full brother five shirts when everyone else is getting one shirt how did he think that was going to play out did he think that that was going to be greeted like by a big rounding standing ovation from the brothers that were so jealous of him. Why would he do this? That's what the Gemara wants to know. That's a great question the Gemara has, but the answer that the Gemara gives a little bit, leaves us a little bit feeling empty, if you will. The Gemara says, Amar ibn Yamin bar Yafes, Remez Ramazloi, we know that Mordechai Atzadik, by the story of 
the Megillus Esther. He was a great-great-grandson of Binyamin. He, he, he emanated from Shebet Binyamin, Ish Yemini. And he would someday go out in the city of Shushan wearing five big-day malchus, techeles, v'chur. He was going to be looking resplendent. Va'ir Shushan Everyone's going to be happy. And so Binyamin wanted, Yosef rather, wanted to be Meramez to Binyamin at that moment in time that you're going to have someday a, grand, a great-grandchild who's going to go out with five big-day malchus, and that's why I'm giving you five chameshes chalifa ismalis. You're going to have five shirts instead of just one that the other brothers had. I'm going to give you five, and that's going to symbolize what the future portends for you, what the future beholds for you, that you're going to have a, uh, a Mardachai Atzadah come out from you. That's a beautiful Gemara. But the Gemara's answer, Lechaira, doesn't answer the question. The Gemara's question was, how is Yasef Nikshal in the very same thing that he suffered from? He got that extra silk, and he's giving five Hamishas, Khalifa Ismalais, to his brothers. He's just asking for trouble. Why wouldn't he learn from his... Oh, the answer is because he wanted to Miramis to Binyamin something. Okay, that, that might be true, but what happened to the jealousy? So the Vilna Gain steps to the plate and he gives us an answer. And he says that the truth of the matter is that these Chameshes Khalifa Ismalis were not the same quality of the one shirt that all the other brothers got. Let's say all the other brothers got a Brooks Brothers shirt. And that's a $70 shirt. Binyamin got five shirts, but they were each, they were cheaper versions of a Brooks Brothers shirt. They were nice, but they were much cheaper. They were ones that you would buy, let's say, in Costco. Kirkland shirts, it's maybe $12 instead of $70. Five times 12 is 60. So basically the brothers weren't going to be jealous because they knew they got Brooks Brothers shirts and the other, and Binyamin got five Kirkland shirts. So everybody was happy. And he got to Miramis to Binyamin the fact that he was going to have Mordechai had to come after him, who was going to wear five big day malchus. The Groy even says that this is Marumis in the Pasuk, because the Pasuk says by Khalifais that he gave to the brother, that's spelled with above, that's Male. The Chamisha Khalifais Smalais that he gave to Binyamin was spelled Chaser without above. And that is a remez that the, there was something deficient about the quality of those five shirts that were given to Binyamin, and that is explaining why the Gemara answers that as Marames, and even though it's still a little schwer and after the Graz finished with this, it's still not clear in the Gemara. The Gemara is certainly not, you know, speaking any of this out, but this is what the Graz says has to be what's going on between the Kash and the Tarot and the Gemara, that something changed and the shift was that he gave five to the Marames, but it was only a Remez, and as far as the, the Kinnah is concerned, there's not going to be Kinnah because there's something deficient in the quality of the shirt, so the brothers weren't affected by seeing Binyamin get the five shirts because the five shirts really added up to about the same value of each of the shirts that the brothers had gotten. I wanted to suggest perhaps a different explanation to explain the Gemara. 
to explain the Gemara's terrets, the Gemara's kasha is unbelievable. It's such an obvious kasha that how could Binyamin, how could Yasef repeat history? How could Yasef, who suffered so much because of this extra silk that he got, why would he do this to Binyamin and why would he do this to the brothers? And to explain this, I want to take a little bit of a, of a detour and speak a little bit about something called friendship. Friendship is described many ways in Lashna Kaidish. There's different synonyms in Lashna Kaidish. And like I always say, Lashna Kaidish is a very rich language. The truth is that English is also a very rich language. It's not a language that has like one word for every... Let's say, you know, there was only one word for everything in the English language. It would be very poor. And there are languages in the world, I think, that are like that, that are less descriptive than English. English has an abundance of words that are synonyms. So if you're writing a report and you want to really make it look impressive, you just have to go to the thesaurus and you, you, know, you get a whole list of wonderful words, and you just keep changing it, and it looks really great. You could write a really great report or even a book right? by just using fancier and fancier words. You have to hope that they really mean what you think they mean. You have to probably go and check the Encarta dictionary and see that it really has that meaning. But once you do that, it's fine. There's no difference if, let's say, you're using a word rich. Okay? And rich is like, okay, I used that already ten times in this essay. Now let's find a different word. So we go into the thesaurus and it uses, uh, instead of rich, wealthy. Okay, that's fine. Put it in. Okay, affluent. Also good. Put that in the next paragraph. And, um, you know, noble. Whatever it is, there's, there's a lot of different wor- ways of describing ways to portray wealth, affluence, many different synonyms, and they all really work equally well. Lashna Kaidish is different. Lashna Kaidish has many different ways of describing things, but each and every one of them has a major difference. And that's what understanding the shayrish of the word is. And there are many, you know, great svarim and many great commentators that really deal very, very carefully with understanding Lashna Kaidish. Now, each word means so much. The Malbim was obviously uh, one of the, the major people. The Vilna Gain um, has a whole sefer called Shemus HaNerdafim. Shemus HaNerdafim means synonyms, but he spells out how each word is different. Even though two words seem to be saying the same thing, they're, they're totally different. And of course, if Shamsun Rafal Hirsch has a whole, you know, his, that was... You know, his, his major contribution, I would say, at least one of the major contributions of Hirsch, was this fact that he was able to be so good with etymology, to be able to dissect each word in Lashon HaKadosh and gain so much knowledge and information from the way the Torah describes certain things. The word friend in Lashon HaKadosh, I think everybody would say, is Chavah. Chavar means a good friend. Chavar is from the Lashon of Chibur, which means that we're attached, we're very good, we're close. There are other ways of describing friendship. There's Achva, there's Reus, there, is, um, there, there are a lot of different ways of describing, and each and every one of them has their own dimension, has a completely different universe. 
in understanding what a friend is. One of the highest madregas of a friend, perhaps the highest, is what is called in Lashna Kaidesh a Yidid. A Yidid is somebody that is a real, true, honest friend. If I would, you know, I just actually sent a very close friend of mine a safer that I recently published, and I wrote in an, uh, an inscription, it was actually a note that I sent with the book, and I said, you did nafshi. And, and the person just called me the other day and said to me that he loved the book, but the letter that, he wrote, that I wrote him was even more precious to him than the book. Because when you describe somebody as you did nefesh, that's like the ultimate praise. You know, that's the ultimate way of describing a good friend. What does the word you did mean? Why, what does you did give you that chaver doesn't give you, that reya doesn't give you? You know what you did is? You did is exactly what the word says it is. You did is yud dalid yud dalid, which is what? Yad. Yad. It means that I take you by the hand and wherever you go, I go. Wherever I go, you go. Which means when things are good, I'm with you. When things are bad, I'm with you. I'm not a fair-weathered friend. Maybe a chavar is somebody you're attached to me, but you're, atta- you know, you're a good friend when things are going good for me. But when things are turned sour, when I'm not in such a great mood... When I lose my, uh, my, my, my reputation, when something, you know, tragedy strikes, suddenly a lot of the friends that were friends with me yesterday are not here for me today. A yidid is somebody that's yad biyad. I take you by the hand and you're mine. You're my friend. You're my friend and I'm going to be with you and I don't care what you're going through. I'm here for you. And I don't care whether you're on a high, whether you're on a low. I'm here. I'm your friend. I'm with you. Let's take a little tour of some Yedidim that we find in the Torah. The first Yedid is the Rabbeinu Shalom. The Rabbeinu Shalom, the Pasuk says in Yeshaya Parakei, Ashira na Yedidi. We describe the Rabbi Shalom as he did, because there's no greater friend than the Rabbi Shalom. Now it might seem a little bit, you know, improper to call Hakadosh Baruch Hu you did, but that's how Yeshayah Navi calls calls the Rabbi Shalom Yididi, and that's how we find in other places there's also a certain friendship that the Rabbi Shalom gives us in the sense that. We are secure in our knowledge that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is with us. He's with us. He's, he has our back, whether things are going good or bad. We see it in this week's parasha, by the way. In this week's parasha, as Yaakov Avinu is going down to Mitzrayim, HaKadosh Baruch Hu promises him, I will go down with you to Egypt, and I'm going to come back up from Egypt with you as well. And the Mechilta says, When we went down into the depths of Tumah of Mitzrayim, there was no lower place in the world than Egypt. Egypt was decadent, it was Avedazara, it was Minas, it was Kfira, it was, 
It was it was Shufe Zima. It was the worst of the worst. It was the lowest place. It was like going into like the dirtiest alleyway in the world. And like, you know, if my friend is going into like a really wretched place, I don't know if I'd want to draw, you know, I'll, I'll meet you when we get there. I'll meet you. I'm not, I don't really want to go in that direction with you. The Rabbi Shalom says, I'm going down with you. I am there. I'm going to go down to Mitzrayim. There's probably no place in the world that the Rabbi Shalom would want to be less than Mitzrayim. The Rabbi Shalom, the, the holiest being in the entire universe, obviously, is the Rabbi Shalom. And he has to be stuck in Mitzrayim for Redush on him because he was the Yeditas. And when we went out of Mitzrayim, HaKadosh Baruch Hu was there with us, taking us out and going to Eretz with us. That's what he did is. But you did is somebody who is there through thick and through thin. And that's why we call him a Yedid. And now we get to another Yedid. The Torah calls of all the brothers, of all the Shiftei Ka, who is the Yedid? Binyamin. In Vizayis HaBracha, we find that Meshur Rabbeinu gives a bracha to Binyamin, Binyamin Amar. To Binyamin, he said, Yedid Hashem, Yishkain Lavetach Alav, Chaytef Alav Kalayem Ben Kseif Shachin. Binyamin is Yedid. He's Yedid Hashem. He is somebody who was with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The Gemara says in Saita, where was Binyamin such a Yedid HaKadosh Baruch Hu? By Kriyas Yamsuf. When we were coming out of Mitzrayim, HaKadosh Baruch Hu expected Klal Yisrael to be Meisir Nefesh to jump into the Yamsuf. Now that was something that was not so Pashat. You know, imagine if I tell you to jump, you know, into the Grand Canyon. You know, I don't, I don't want to. I don't want to jump into the Grand Canyon. But the Rabbi Hashem tells you to jump into the Grand Canyon. I still don't want to. That was basically what jumping into the Kriyas Yamsuf was. It was, it was suicide. You're going into a Yamsuf, you're going into a, a place that's mamish, you know, crazy churning waters that was impossible to get through. It's understandable. Kaiso is gonna like, you know, they, they didn't they didn't want to budge. They said, well, well let's see what happens first. But the, the Yam didn't split until people went in were Mysinefish. We know Nachman Nachman Benaminada of Lamati Yehuda, he went in, but the Gemara insight says that as a Shavet, a wholesale Shavet going in. Binyamin. Binyamin was the Shevet. They jumped in, just like Nachshon went in. They also jumped in. They're Mekadeshim Shemayim Barabim, the Gemara says. And that's why they were Zeichet to being the Yushpizin Lamakim. Uvenk Sefav Shachim. In the Chelek of Binyamin, that's where the Shechina Ashayah, that's where the Bishamikdash is found. Why? Because he was the Yedid Hashem. Binyamin showed that he was dedicated. He was devoted to the mission of the Rabbi Shalom. He was the Yedid. He was Yad Biyad with the Rabbi Shalom. I don't know what's going to happen to me. I'm going to try to jump in. If I die, I die. If I live, I live. But either way, I'm with you. The Rabbi Shalom is Mitzvah. I don't say why. I say when. Just tell me how to do it. I'm going to do it. That's a true friend. A true friend is able to be Meiser Nefesh. For another, for another being. In this case, Binyamin showed his Messias Nevesh for the Rabbi but he showed his Yedidus. That's what Yedidus is. Yedidus is when a person says, I am selflessly devoted to you. 
Very rare. It's very hard to come by such a friend, by the way. I had, a, I had a Rebbe in elementary school who I went to visit once later in life. And he asked me, you know, how many, Maisha, how many friends do you have? I said, Baruch Hashem, I have a lot of friends. And he says, how many would you say? I don't know, 20 friends. He says, if you tell me you have 20 friends, you have no friends. I said, wait, wait, why do you say, Rebbe, why do you say that? He says, because you can't have 20 friends. He says, you're lucky. When I say a friend, I don't mean an acquaintance. I don't mean somebody that you, you, know, you go bowling with. I'm talking about somebody who's a real, true friend. He didn't use this word, but he meant he did. Somebody that you can call at 2 o'clock in the morning, and you know, if your car breaks down on the Jackie Robinson, you have no one to call, He's the first person that you call. He'll come. He's not going to make a big deal about it. He'll help you. He loves you. He's going to be dancing the hardest by your chasna, and he's going to be there when your things are down, up, down, sideways. He's there. That's what he did. He's yad and yad. He's yad biyad. Binyamin was such a did. It's very rare to find a did. Like my Rebbe said, it's, you know, you're lucky if in your entire life, if you think you have many friends, think again. You're lucky if in your entire life you'll have one, maybe two, three friends like this. You can mamish trust in, you can count on, or forget about looking at it that way, or maybe you're the friend that you should be to somebody else. Let's look at it that way. That Amiyah did to you, and that you can mamish call me and count on me if you need a loan, if you need a, if you need a lift, if you need a, you know, somebody to change your tire or to lend you a, a suit. I'm here. How many people do we have like that in our lives? How many true you did nafshi do I have? How many? Not too many. People, you think that they're your friend, but then when times get tough, Sometimes you see that it's not so partial, that it wasn't really a friendship. It was sort of a, a relationship of convenience. He needed you, I needed him, and so mainly we became friends, but it wasn't a true friendship that somebody you could really trust. If you find somebody that you could really trust, that's what you did. Binyamin was that to the Rabbi Nishan. but Binyamin was like that, not only to the Rabbi Nishan, he was like that to other people as well. And let's go through it. The Pasuk says, that Binyamin was able to cry on the shoulder of Yosef HaTzadik. They cried on one another's shoulders. Why? Because they were crying over the Churban that was going to be in their respective territories. Yosef had Mishkan Shilai in his territory that was going to be disbanded and Binyamin cried for him. Yaisif also cried for Binyamin because of the two Batei Mikdash that were in his chilek that were going to in the future be destroyed. But you see that there is an empathy, there is a sympathy, there is a love that Binyamin had for Yaisif when things were terrible in the future, didn't even happen yet, but I'm crying for you because I care about you deeply, I'm devoted to you. When something bad happens to you, it's like it happened to me, it's my own personal loss. That's what Binyamin felt for other people. Uvein kiseif of shachim, the Pasuk says about Binyamin. Binyamin had like these broad shoulders that people could cry on because he was able to commiserate with people, he was able to make people comforted because people knew that in him there was a friend, there was a caring, compassionate soul. 
Now, sometimes when things are bad, that's not always the best litmus test to see if you're my friend, because there's a human part of our being, part of the way we're designed, is that we are able to be very good when things are not going so well for the other person. When a person, let's say, you know, loses a lot of money, or a person didn't get into the graduate school that he wanted to, or a person, you know, on a, on a deeper level, you know, was very, uh, you know, suffered a, a personal loss, a tragedy, or maybe, you know, a girl that he was dating, you know, dumped him. So there's a part of us that's able to get into, like, commiserator mode, and we're able to, like, go and give the guy a hug and say, it's going to be okay, everything's going to be fine. That's called ima anayichi b'tzara. I'm with you in Saras. When you're in Sara, I'm with you. Like the Rabbi Yisham was with us in Saras, we could also be with you in Sara. Rav Hotner used to say, though, that I know many people that are ima anaychi b'tzara, but I'm looking for those individuals that are imi anaychi b'simcha. How about when things are good for me? Are you still happy for me? Are you still rejoicing for me? Or now is there like a tinge of jealousy? If you hear that I win the lottery, let's say I would tell you I just won, you know, $30 million in lotto. Would you say, oh my gosh, that's unbelievable, I'm so happy for you. Or, or you, you might say that, but in, inside you think, wow, you know, I hate that guy. Uh, he's so, uh, why did he, you know, why him and not me? I also bought a lotto ticket. Why does he, what's he going to do with that money and why does he need it? And what, you know, you're going to start making all these calculations. That means you're not a real you did. Because if you feel that way, then you're not really Yad Biyad. That means that there is a difference. My Simcha is not your Simcha. If you really love me, you would be happy for me as if it was your own Simcha. Obviously, these are very high levels, but that's what Yididus requires. If you want to be somebody's Yidid, you have to really be genuinely happy for him or together with him, not just Bishas Tzara, but even Bishas Simcha. To say, imi anaychi b'simcha is a very high madrega. That's something that you find very rarely. For a person to genuinely be happy to be at somebody else's simcha. The Kotzka used to say that the Gemara in Brachis says, Kohanene misudas chasa in the ene misamchai is over b'chamisha kailas. Which means that when you go to a chasana, you're supposed to be misameach l'chasana. And if you're not, it's a violation of five kailas because you have to be misameach them. Happy you go to a chasana, you're just eating the shmorg and eating the meal and enjoying the music. You're not dancing for him. You're not saying something nice to him. You're not doing something to make him happy. It's not nice. That's not what you're supposed to do. So everybody thinks the Chana Megamara is that if I go to a sudas chasana and I'm not misameach him in like a, an external way, dance for him, do stick for him, then I'm ayur b'chamish So everybody, you know, you go, you eat, and then you dance. The Kotsky used to say that's not the pshat in the Gemara. The pshat in the Gemara is ka'anana misudas chasan ve'enay misamchay. Meaning that the simcha of the chasan doesn't make me happy. It's not that I'm making him happy. It has to make me happy. Am I genuinely happy for him? When I go to a chasna, 
If I'm a bacher, let's say, and I'm not married, I'm dating, and I'm trying to find a girl, and I go to your chasna, and you found a really great girl, and you're getting married in a really nice hall, and the music is going, and I'm, am I really happy for you or not? Am I happy for you? If you're not genuinely happy, then you're over b'chamisha kailah, says the kotzker. It's not that just I have to dance for you and pretend and try to make you happy. I have to be happy. And if I'm not happy, then that's a transgression on my part. A did has to be genuinely happy, not just be able to commiserate when you have a tsar. That's not as hard. But it's really hard when you have a simple, when you're triumphant, when you're in a state of jubilation, I have to come and try to really be a part of that if I'm a good friend. I once wanted to say in, in the first of the Shevar Brachas, it's a bracha that seems strange to make at a Shevar Brachas. Everything is created for his glory. What does that have to do with Shevar Brachas? So Rashi there in Ksuvis, in the Sugya of Shevar Brachas, Rashi says that it was a takana of a bracha l'nesafim. It's basically Rashi learns that the Pshad is is that you are emulating the Rabbi Nishalim. By sitting at a Shevar Brachas or by going to a Chasna, you're following in the template that the Rabbi Nishalim created when he was Misameach Adam and Chava and Ganeidim. We're doing the same thing. We're being Gaimel Chesed with other people, just like the Rabbi Nishalim was Gaimel Chesed. And so, therefore, that, when we're Gaimel Chesed, like HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Gaimel Chesed, so, so therefore, that's a covet, and that's, uh, and that's Shachol Baruch Hu. So it bothered me a little bit, like, why, you know, we do a lot of Chesed throughout the day. Why don't we make brachas? Because the Rebbe was also involved in Biker Chaylam by Avram Avinu. When you're Mavakar Chaylam, do you make a bracha Shachol Baruch Hu? When you visit a sick person, I mean, when you're, when you're Menachem Av Avel, we learn that from the Rabbi Nishayim. Do we make a bracha there, Shachal Bar We're also following in the covet of the Rabbi Nishayim who performed chesed in such a way. Why don't we make a bracha there? And I think the pshat is that over there, like I said before, it's easy to do chesed with people that are down. Because here, I'm coming, I'm Superman, I'm coming, I'm saving you, you're, you know, I'm up here, you're down there, here I am to help scoop you off the ground. That's not so hard. But when you're up here, and I'm down here, and I'm looking up to you, and I have to, like, fly up to try to do chesed with you, and you're doing so well yourself, it's hard for me. That's That shows that you're acting in a divine way. It's human to be able to commiserate. It's not always easy, but it's human. When things are bad, if there's somebody that's, you know, that's not doing so well in whatever which way, and I'm here to help you, that's human. But it's divine to be able to go, even when you're doing really well, and to dance for you, be misameach you. Like, I'm not holding where you are. It's hard. So many times people come to me in yeshiva, and they say, you know, I'm looking to get married. I've been looking to get married for a while now. And I'm, the, the worst part of it, they tell me, is that it's hard for me when my friends are getting engaged and married, it's hard for me like, to, to deal with it. 
I wish I could be happy for them, but I want it so badly myself that I'm not happy for them. And I hate myself for that. It's hard, you know, it's very hard when, when people are, you know, are married and they're, they, they want a child in a very bad way and they're, and they're not able to have children yet. And, but yet they're invited to this bris and this Shalom Zacher and this Kiddush for a girl and whatever. And they have to go and they have to make themselves, you know, happy and they have to be asked to be kvater. And like, it's, it's, some of them is very hard. But that's what being a did is in life. That even when you are doing not as well as the other person, that person is rejoicing, he's triumphant. And you are expected to be happy for him. It's very hard. That's something that's divine. That's something that's not normal. And that's Shachal Bar That's when you have to make a bracha. If you can go to a Sheva brachas and rejoice with a chasin and kawa who are on the top of the world and be happy for them, that's divine. That's mamish like following in the template of the Rabbeinu Shalom Dugmas Hamakaim who did chesed with Adam and Chava. Now Binyamin, we just said, was very good as a commiserator with Yosef about the Chorban that would happen in Shilai. Where do we find that Binyamin was also very good being a good friend, B'Sha'a Simcha? So there's the greatest vart from Reb Chaim Shmulevitz. Reb Chaim Shmulevitz says that there's a pasuk that describes in our parsha the, ch- the names of the children of Binyamin. And two of the names are a little bit funny names, if you will. I don't think that anyone in the room would ever name their children this because it just sounds funny. But their names were two of the children of Binyamin, two of the sons, Mupim and Chupim. Mupim and Chupim. So, strange names. The Gemara explains in Saita what was the cause for Binyamin naming his sons Mupim and Chupim. Gemara in Saita, Daflam and Vavam obeys. Hu layra b'chupasi v'ani layra isi b'chupasai which means that Binyamin was upset. He went through his whole life being really upset about two things. Number one, that because Yosef was not around, his brother Yosef, his older brother Yosef, he was dying to see his brother Yosef. Yosef is gone, he was missing, they didn't know where he was, Tarot Tarot Yosef. So he had two problems in life. Number one, that Yosef wasn't by my chuppah, and number two, that I wasn't by Yosef's chuppah. Which brother doesn't want to be by his brother's chasna? So he was upset that, number one, Yosef wasn't by my chasna, and number two, I wasn't by Yosef's chasna. And he named two of his sons, Mupim and Chupim. Mupim and Chupim both have the same sherish. It's chuppah. And he named both sons these names because of these this feeling, this anguish that he had throughout his life that I wasn't able to be my, by my brother's chuppah and he wasn't able to be by my chuppah. Frech Reb Chaim Shmulevitz says, Bishlema, the fact that he wasn't able to be by my chuppah that I understand. I want, when I get married, I want everybody to be by my chuppah. I want all my friends, all my family, I want, I want them to see me when I'm you know, sitting you know, as a chassan and in my glory, 
and everybody's there for me. This is my night to shine. I want everybody to be there to be misamech for me. That I understand, says Rebchaim. I understand why you would name one son after the fact that Yosef wasn't able to come to his chasna. But what's shot that he wasn't able to come to Yosef chasna for that you're upset also? I mean, surely, you know, he had many, many other chasnas to go to. You know, sometimes you get invited to so many chasnas, you know, that it's hard to, 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 to go to all the chasnas that Baruch Hashem were invited to. Is somebody really genuinely upset that he's not able to be by another person's chasna? Hopefully, yeah. If you're, you did, yeah. But, uh, you know, Reb Chaim Shmulevit says that that Binyamin was such a person. Binyamin was so upset that he wasn't able, not only that Yosef wasn't by my chasna, but that I can't be by Yosef's chasna. I want to be there for Yosef. I want to be there to be happy for him when he is a chasen. I want to be there for him. That's an amazingly high madrega of a person. So much so it bothered him that he named a child to commemorate this feeling, this arrogance that I need like Raisi B'chupasai. That's something that's an amazing madrega, says Rebchaim Shmuel. That's what Binyamin was. Binyamin was Yedid Hashem. He was somebody that had a love, a concern, a care for Hashem, and that care also applied to people also. Ben Adam and Ben Adam He was Yedid. He was there through thick and through thin. I'm Meiser Nefesh to do anything that I can for you. That was Binyamin. When things are bad, I'm going to cry for you. And I'm going to let you cry on my shoulder. And then when things are good for you, I'm going to try my hardest to be Meiser Nefesh, to come to your Simcha, to Misameach you with all of my heart, because your Simcha is my Simcha. There's no difference. I don't care if I'm the Chasner, you're the Chasner, we're getting married. This is, it, it's a joint Simcha. I mean, you did, it's Yad Biyad. In the Hakdama of the Sefer Teres Avram, which we have in Yeshiva, it's written by Rabbi Avram Grzinski, who was the Mashkiach in Sabotka. And he was killed by the Nazis, Yimach Shemam. And it says in the Hakdama to the Sefer a few stories about him and how great he was in Benad Mochaberai and how great a Mashkiach he was. And it says that one time he was in Warsaw by some relatives and all of a sudden he looks at his watch he was sitting if you can imagine the scene in your mind he was in like a a living room with his relatives in some house in Warsaw in Poland and he looks at his watch and it's like 7 o'clock at night and all of a sudden he gets up from the sofa and he starts dancing in the middle of the living room and it looks really bizarre the relatives are like Okay, we don't know what happened to our relative, but something is not well. And they asked him, like, what are you doing? Like, why are you dancing? I mean, it's nice, you dance well, but like, why are you dancing right now in the middle of the living room? And he says, because I just see now that a Talmud of mine is getting married in Slabotka. I couldn't be there. I wasn't able to be there, he says, but just because I wasn't there physically doesn't mean that I can't be there in spirit. And so I'm dancing here to show my joy for my Talmud, even though I'm not there. That's a high madrega. That means that's, that's misam chay. 
That means that I'm not just doing, I'm not dancing for you because I want to make you happy and then I want to leave and, you know, go home and feel like I can pat myself on the back for doing my job to be misameach you. The point is that I am happy. I am genuinely happy for you. Whether you see me or not, I'm happy. Benefesh. I'm with you. The happiness that you have is my happiness. It's a, it's a simcha which transcends just you. It's me. I'm your Yudid. It's Yad Biyad. We're together. These are very high madregas to understand because we're human beings. And we're normal. And we're, you know, and we think about ourselves a lot. And we allow our own limitations and our own deficiencies to creep into many things in life. And when we are flying high, we expect everybody to be there for us. And when other people are flying high, it's hard for us to really get into their success. But in life, you see that there are certain people that are really genuinely happy for other people. You know, I've been around enough years to be able to see differences in people, differences in myself. And there are certain people that, you know, you see that there's a tinge of jealousy. You see it amongst children, you know, when certain children are very happy when, they're, when their siblings are having a bar mitzvah or, or when they do well in school or whatever. And then certain ones are always thinking about themselves and, you know, take everything, you know, look at life through how it affects me. What is this going to do for me? A Yedid is somebody that's a really good friend that I'm here for you. I'm, I'm not, it's not me and you. We're us. You know, in the, in the vernacular, you're my BFF. BFF. You're my best friend. You're my best friend. What does it mean a best friend? Best friend means somebody that you could, you could really count on because you know that they have your back not just in bad times but also in good times. So you did. Somebody is so lucky. If you have one you did in your life, you're the luckiest person in the world. And you have to go through many friends to be able to see, you know, if you really have one or not. And you have to be that you did also. We can't always look at it like, you know, what's coming to me. Do I have that you did? Are you my you did? What about you? Are you his you did? You have to question if you yourself have that, you know, fierce dedication towards somebody else. But that's what Binyamin was. If we could find one example of a Yedid in the Torah, it's Binyamin. Binyamin was this perfect person. He was a Yedid to Hashem. He was my Snefesh by Kriyas Yamsuf. He was a Yedid to Yasef HaTzadik in good times and in bad times. He was perfect. His Midas, his Binyamin Chaber was absolutely pristine. You couldn't fault him on anything. Binyamin was the most perfect friend that a person could have. He was the Yedid Hashem. If you look in the Arches Sadikim, the Arches Sadikim describes, I think, better than anyone else, the Midah of Kinnah. If you want to, if you're ever dealing with Kinnah, a lot of us have inside of us this poisonous tumor called Kinnah, jealousy. That when people have it good, when people are smarter than us, when they are more popular than us, when they are you know, more successful than us, in any which way, we right away get very jealous. It's a human character flaw. But many of us suffer from it. 
and it's very hard to undo. It kills a person's life. There's no greater way to ruin a life than to spend your life being jealous of other people because, like the Archa Sadiqim says, everybody else in the room is happy, but you're not. You're not. You, you, some people, they have a beautiful family, they have a wife, they have children, they have a nice job, they could have a great life, but they spend so much time being jealous of people that have a bigger house and a bigger car and a bigger, you know, and, a, and, a, and, and kids that are smarter, cuter, whatever. They, they can't even enjoy what they do have because they're so busy spending time staring down everyone else and saying, wow, you know, that guy has it made and I hate that. That's like, you know, that, I don't plug in that guy to be able to have so much and so good and why does he have it so good and not me? You kill your own life. It's mamish a poison pill to have kinah. And if you suffer from it, then you have to, the, I think the only safer to look at, or the major safer, I should say, to look at, is a safer called Archa Sadiq, and we have it here. It's one of the Muslim classics, and we don't know who the author is. Maybe that's why it's not as, you know, popular as Mitzvah Sisharim, but in a certain way, it's, 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 it's an unbelievable safer that, that deserves to be learned carefully, by each and every one of us. Every time I learn from the Sadiqim, I never walk away, you know, in any which way disappointed. He always, he brings all the chazalin on whether it's on kina or whether it's on simcha, or whether it's on ava, or whether it's on sablonis, any midah that you want to work on, the Sadiqim is like the first place to go to really roll up your sleeves and be able to see, you know, the totality of the midah and how to, and how to better yourself. So in the in the Shara Kina, he writes as follows. After telling us how you have to work on being a person that's not jealous and a person that is happy for other people and a person so such a person that really is not jealous of others is a beloved person because people know if you're a jealous, petty type of person, I don't want anything to do with you. But if you're really a happy, you know, very open type of person that I'm, I'm cool with you being successful, I'm fine with it, I'm happy for you. Such a person is a beloved person. When you're beloved by everybody, the great thing about being a person like this that's beloved is that nobody's going to be jealous of you. If you want, you know, certain people are very careful with Ayin Haru. Like, they're very scared of Ayin Haru. I don't want anyone to be jealous of my success. And, you know, they get crazy when it comes to Ayin Haru. Like, if you're looking at me in the slightest, slightest wrong way, you know, you're giving me an Ayin Haru. If you want to have a protection from an Ayin Haru and you don't want to wear, like, a red, you know, a red string around your, your, your wrist for the rest of your life, the Yachasidim gives us another Eitzah. He says that if you're a person that's not jealous of other people, nobody will ever be jealous of you. That's the Metzias. And it's so true. You know, I have friends that are, you know, you know if you live long enough, you have friends that are, you know, that are basically run the gamut of, of, of success. Certain people are very successful in learning. Some people are very successful in business, in professional life. Very successful people, Baruch Hashem. And some of them, I'll be honest, you know, some of them I don't fuck in. 
I'm not always happy when, I, when certain people are successful. But there are certain people that when they're successful, I don't care if they're making $100 million a year, I'm happy for them. You know why? Because they're just nice people. If a nice person is successful, you just, you just want, him to, you want to root him on. You want to cheer him on. You're happy for the guy because you're happy he made it. But Hashem is a nice guy. He deserves it. It only bothers you when it's a guy that's like petty and like, you know, he himself has some character flaws and he's successful. That's when it bothers a person. You know, why him? But if a person's like a nice, lovable type of person and he's successful, who cares? Let him be successful. Let him go, you know, more power to him. I'm happy for him. He's happy for me. I'm happy for him. The Achasadikim says that when a person works on his kinah, and he's not jealous of anybody, but he's there for everybody, he's happy for everybody, he loves everybody, and he's beloved himself, nobody will ever be jealous of his successes. The Achasadikim says a beautiful pshat in the Yushalmi. He says there's a tefillah of the Chacham Marishainim that's brought in the Yushalmi in Brachas. Shulay Tekinaseinu Alacherim. This is a tefillah that the Chacham instituted. That I should not be jealous on others, and others should not be jealous over me. It's not too unrelated bakashas. They're totally zebazeh. If I'm able to work on myself that I'm not jealous of others, because I'm happy for you, I'm a good friend, I care about you when you're successful, I'm happy for you. If I'm like that, I'm not a petty person. I'm happy for you when you're successful, I'm there with you. Then if that's true, if I'm able to work on that, shall I take in then kinas No one's going to be jealous of me either. The protective shield of jealousy starts with me. I can control an ayinhara against me. I can control people not being happy, being jealous of me, if I'm sincerely happy for you when you're successful. That's the trick to life. If you're able to avoid kina, then you're able to have people be happy for you in return. What I wanted to suggest, getting back to the kasha that we started with this morning from the Gemara, the Gemara, just to recap in Megillah, says, why would Yasef HaTzadik give Binyamin five extra shirts? Five shirts. When all the brothers got one, he gave him four extra shirts. The same thing that he suffered so from, that jealousy. When Yaakov Avinu gave him the Ksenis Pasim, a little extra silk, he suffered so much, he became an Eved for that. Many years sitting in a dungeon, many years suffering in Gullus for a little jealousy. For this. Why would he all of a sudden, didn't he learn his lesson? And the Gemara gives a baffling answer, Remez Ramazlai. He was giving him a Remez. That Mardachai Atzadik is going to come out from you with Hamisha Lubushe Malchus. All right, <laughs> that's a nice Remez, but how does that answer the question? And I think that perhaps we can understand it a little bit with understanding who Binyamin was. Once we know the Binyamin as he did, once we understand that he had that personality, that just the sunshine of Binyamin, 
the fact that he loved people, the fact that he was never jealous of people, he was happy for people. Everybody knew that. That was Binyamin. Binyamin was that one individual in the room that always was happy, was always gracious, was always loving, was always caring. He was the friend that everybody wanted. He was a person that was so good, deeply good, deeply caring, deeply concerned, in good times, in bad times, yad biyad. He was, in short, the individual that the Archa Sadiqim describes as somebody that's a nav. Everybody loved Binyamin, because Binyamin was a person that was the greatest friend in the world. What's not to like about such a person? He wasn't jealous, he was happy, he was sameach, he was imanech, b'tzara, and b'simcha equally. Such a person, the Sadikim says, nobody would be jealous of. If he's a person that's he did, that's so generous with his love and his generosity, nobody's gonna, nobody's gonna ever say, hey, hey, what did he do to deserve that? No jealousy against Binyamin. Binyamin never had anyone be jealous of him. And so perhaps we can suggest that when the Pasuk, when the Gemara says that Yosef was being Merames, Remez Ramaz Loi, he was giving a Remez directly to Binyamin. Binyamin was somebody, an individual that Yosef HaTzadik knew that he could take a chance by giving extra to. Maybe Yaakov should not have done that with Yosef. Maybe Yosef wasn't holding on that same madrega as Binyamin. Clearly he wasn't. The brothers had a lot of problems with Yosef. And Yosef had some problems with the brothers. They didn't have a perfect relationship. Yosef was not Binyamin. Binyamin was he did in the truest sense. Everybody loved Binyamin. And because everybody loved Binyamin, Yosef knew that it's true. I suffered myself because I... I was the recipient of a little bit extra silk in my beged, and that caused me to suffer. But I want to be Merames to him, something special that will happen to him in the future, and I'm going to take a chance on Binyamin, because Binyamin, Remez Ramaz Loi, Binyamin is unique, in that I could give him extra, I could give him five shirts, Brooks Brothers shirts, not just Kirkland shirts. The same five, the same type of shirts that I gave Everyone else in the room won. I could give him five, I could give him 500, and all the brothers would just be happy for him. You know why? Because he's the type of person that was happy for everybody else. Just parenthetically, Mordechai, who would also go out to Chamisha Levushe Malchus, it says, everybody was happy with Mordechai as well. Mordechai was the same exact person as Binyamin. Binyamin was this wonderful person that everybody loved because he loved everybody so much. Nobody was jealous of Binyamin. Nobody was jealous of Mordechai either. As he went through the city, we could imagine that there are certain people that would be a little jealous. Like, why did he make it so big? Why did he... Mordechai, you know... Why Mordechai? Why was he the hero? I want to be the hero. I want to be great. I want to have like this, you know, go down in history as the person that saved Kaliestone. Everybody was happy for Mordechai. Everybody was thrilled. Nobody was jealous of for Mordechai. Why? Because Mordechai, like Binyamin, was also you did. The very last pasuk in the Megillah says that that Mordechai was Dairish Taiv Laamai Bedaiver Shal Mochal Zari. He just 
He was one of those people that just always looked out for everybody else's welfare. He cared. He, he was concerned. When somebody had a problem, he was there trying to deal with it. When people had a simcha, he was happy for them. That's who Mardukai was. Everybody was happy when Mardukai was successful because Mardukai was happy when everybody else was successful. Binyamin was Yedid. And that Yedidus made Yosef understand that I want to be Merameh, so you're going to have a Mardukai because of how great you are. Because of the Midah of Yedidus that you and you alone possess. I want to be Miramis to that, and I'm not worried about the brothers being jealous precisely for this reason, because you are such a did. Everybody, like Yachas Sadikim says, you're a nav that everybody else will be happy for, will never be jealous of. And that's why Yasef did not have to worry that this would trigger some sort of repeating of history and that the brothers would be jealous now of Binyamin. It's impossible, because Binyamin was a did. I think we learned a lot of important lessons today. I hope we did, and I hope that we're able to internalize these lessons. Because this is the lesson of life. The lesson of life is that it's important for us to have friendships. It's important to cultivate a friendship. Sometimes the friendship, by the way, is not love at first sight. I remember there are many friends that I had that at first I really didn't like them so much. And then whatever, different reasons. But I wasn't crazy about all my friends at first, you know. And eventually, you know, if you give it time and you cultivate and you're able to see the beauty in other people, the greatness that other people have, and you're able to stick it out, before you know it, you're able to really develop a very close and an important relationship in your life. And... It's important to have friends in life. It's very important. It's important to, you know, hopefully your wife, Mirza Hashem, will be your best friend and we'll have all of these midas that we're talking about. But there is a, a life outside of marriage also that a person needs. Part of the human experience is to be able to share with others, to be able to have friendships, to be able, but not some friendships, real friendships. Friends that you really would go to the end of the world for and that you know that they would do that for you as well. Revolvi writes in the Alishur that the Lashon of Chayim, life, another Lashon HaKadosh word, is strange. It's a strange word. Normally, you don't find a word that, that, that's in the plural. You know, everything, Mabes is one, right? Mes, Mabes, Chayim. There's no singular for Chayim. Chay. When he's saying a person is, is alive, you say he's b'chayim, which is always in the double. It's like kiflayim. It's always, it's double. What's the pshat? He says that in order to have a real life, life is, is meant to be shared. You can't be living alone. You can't be living on an island. You have to have a chevra. You have to have a chaburu. You have to have real friends and develop them. And only when you're able to share experiences in life, whether it's learning the chavrusa, which is the most beautiful shared experience that two people could have, whether it's going on, you know, ben Azmanim going on a, on a ski trip, let's say, or whether it's going, uh, whether it's helping out a friend who really needs you, he needs to study, he needs, to, he needs some advice, 
there's nothing like being able to have a friend and sit together, have a cup of coffee together with, and just schmooze things out, knowing well that he cares about me, that his Eitzah is really a, an Eitzah Nehmanu. There's nothing like that in life. To be able to, to have friends is, is the most beautiful thing in the world. That's what makes life life. And once we're having friendships, it should be a real friendship. It should be a friendship that's the Kesha Shol Kayama. You could have a friend. Sometimes you, know, you see people, they're friends, and they're not just friends for, for a year or, you know, while they're in yeshiva. They're friends for life. Mama you have friends for 20, 30, 40, 50 years that they're best friends. It's very rare. But it's Kedai to work on such a thing. If you could find people to be miskasher with and to really work on your midas hayididas, that I'm going to be there for you, even though it's hard for me, I'm going to work on my midah, on my kinah, on my gaiva, whatever it is that's preventing me from really being happy for you. I have to work on that, and I have to look for somebody that also is like-minded, that's going to be there for me when I need it. And that halavai, we should be in the derech of binyamin, yidid Hashem yishka in lavetach olav. We should be zeichet to the time of of Mashiach, and the Mesul Sisharim says in, um, in Shara Nikias, he speaks about Kina in a briefer way than the Arches Sadikim, but he describes how the Navi describes in the future how there's not going to be any Kina. This disgusting Mida of Kina, because Akadish Baruch wants us to fully enjoy. When Mashiach comes, he's going to take it away. He's going to completely neuter us from kinah. There's not going to be any kinah anymore in, in the world. So that because with kinah, we can't enjoy. Imagine if we're in, in the Yemesa Mashiach and there's still going to be people, you know, driving around in Ferraris and Rolls Royces and whatever. It's going to, it's going to stare my whole simcha as it does today. So I'm going to, there's not going to be kinah, says the Mesos Hashem Lassadlavi. I'm not going to have to hide myself because I'm afraid of you being jealous of me. For whom This is what the pasuk in Yeshaya says. The different shvatim. There was kina, but in the future, Ephraim is not going to be jealous of Yehuda, and Yehuda is not going to be jealous of Ephraim. This is angelic. Angels have this midah, that they're genuinely happy one for another. And neither of them are miskane in their friend. They know that their friend has their mission, and I have my mission, and I don't care what my friend's mission. I'm doing my mission. Let him be successful in his. This is a matzah of but we can make lasidlave today if we work on our kinah. And the best way to work on our kinah is by just being happy for other people, being happy for what we have, and finding a good friend and trying to work, you know, in my own little workshop. I'm taking a friend and making him me. Making myself happy for him. When he's getting married, I'm going to be the first there and the last out, and I'm going to dance like crazy by his chasma. Not because I want him to be happy. I want to be happy myself for him. It's different. 
Some people, you go to a chasta and they're there, i got to get out, i got to have another thing, i got to go somewhere. Some people, they're at a chasta and they, it might be their 500th chasta that they went to in their life, but you feel like they're the Baal Simcha. They're the Baal Simcha. I must just, we'll end with this. You know, there was a boy in yeshiva uh, years ago, and Nebuch, he was nifter young. He was nifter very young, too young. And I was asked to speak by his hesed. And he was a new boy in yeshiva. He was in yeshiva for more than six months. And then he left, and then he was nifter. Um, but I, I said by his hesed one remarkable story, and we'll end with this. That he came over to me, it was the first week of yeshiva, it was during Elul. And he asked me for a shus to go to somebody in yeshiva's chasna the next night. So I asked him, I said, you know, are you, are, do you know the boy at all? I, I, you know, he's only in yeshiva for maybe four days and now he wants to go to this guy's chasna. I said, do you know him? He says, no. I said, so why do you want to go to his chasna? So he says, what do you mean? Why? He's in yeshiva. I said, yeah, but you don't know him. He hasn't been in yeshiva yet. You, don't, you would go to the chasna, you wouldn't even recognize him. You haven't seen him. He's been, he's been preparing for the chasna the first few days of his mind. He's, he's, he took off the first week of yeshiva. You don't even know him. He says, listen, Rabbi. He says, I was in yeshiva in Eretz Yisrael. And every chasen that got married in that yeshiva, the entire yeshiva went to his chasna. Whether you're friendly with him, whether you're not, whether you knew him, whether you didn't know him, the minig of the yeshiva was that the entire yeshiva empties out and dances and is misameh for that chasen because he's part of the yeshiva. He says, if there's a boy in yeshiva, I don't know him, it doesn't matter to me. Because I want to be happy for him. If he's a person in the yeshiva, then I want to be happy for him. It's my simcha also. I started crying when he told me this. I was like, wow. You know, how have I, I, I missed the whole boat. I'm so busy with you. Do you know him? Do you not know him? Like, if a person's in yeshiva, I'm not saying, this is not a that every time there's a chasna, we should all pack out and go to the chasna. That's not what we're saying. It would be nice if we would have that heritage. But that's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying that we should have some sort of feeling that I'm genuinely happy if somebody is getting married in yeshiva, it's my personal simcha. If a friend of mine is getting married, if, a, if somebody in my shir is getting married, or if somebody in my shir gets engaged, or if somebody in my shir gets a great job in the summer, or if somebody in my shir just you know, said a great chabura, I'm happy for him. Is it my personal? Do I have to know him? Do I have to? No. If I want to work on my midas, if I want to be a real yadid, if I want to be yad biyad, it starts with me caring enough about somebody else. Seeing you're happy, that makes me happy. And when you have a tzarech, when things are not going so well for you, I'm here for you also. I see that you're not doing well in school. You're not getting sheer. You're not doing well in the midterms and the finals. I'm here, I'm helping, I want to help you. What can we do? Let's sit down and learn together. Let's sit down and write the paper together. Something. I should have a heritage that I'm here for you. That is a great, that, that's the measure of a greatness of a person. A yididus. That was Binyamin. That was Binyamin. Binyamin was the yidid Hashem. Halavai, we should all be zaycha to being in the footsteps of Binyamin at Tzadik to being able to be a person that's a real you did, 
to be zaych ourselves, to have yididim yikarim, and to, of course, in turn, be the yidid nefesh that we want others to be to ourselves, that we should be in return to others. In Mitzvah Hashem, we should be zaychet to be masig these great hasagas of yididas, of friendships, and in Mitzvah Hashem, then we will be zaychet to Mashiach Tzikeno when Ephraim lo yikanes binyamin and binyamin lo yikanes Ephraim. Have a good time.